Hey everyone and welcome to Tea Time with Austin. This is a podcast where we will discuss things going on in the pop culture and entertainment world. We will divulge into some of the most juiciest gossip and I will give you my take on everything in between. So grab your teacups and let's start sipping. All right. Hey everybody, welcome to Tea Time with Austin. This episode is a very special episode, part two of my Black in America series. We're going to talk about black arts and media in America. Uh, Today on the panel, we have Eddie Jones and Carrie Nobles. So to begin, I want to talk to y'all about your creative areas. Where are you creative at, Carrie? Um, Hi, my name is Carrie Nobles. I am a visual artist and I paint, I draw, make sculptures. Mm -hmm. I also do digital um, prints as well. I'm also an art teacher, so I'm in the education realm as well. Um, I do showcase my work in museums and galleries. Um, Yep, so that's me, visual art. Okay, Eddie? Hey, um, yeah, my name is Edward D. Jones. Some call me Eddie, and I am a musician. Um, I guess you can say... Uh, artist of the the mind i don't know <laughs> a, a listening artist okay um but yeah i play the saxophone i play music mainly gospel music um gospel jazz um but yeah that's me i'm a musician okay and me of course i write i dance i do all that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my areas of expertise. Okay, so talk about your how does how your blackness plays out in your creative juices when you're creating, whether it be painting, playing music, or whatever. Whoever wants to start. Oh well, I feel like for me as a visual artist and the type of visual artist that I am, uh, I create based off of my life experiences and because I am a black woman uh not necessarily that I am trying to uh depict black life but I'm trying to depict images from my personal life and because I happen to be African-American it comes out in my work based off of the experiences that I've had and um so, for example, a lot of things that I paint um, comes from, you know, childhood memories or some things that I experience day to day. And um, those things are, are directly related to uh, me being a black woman. So it's not really just about me being African-American, but it's also about me being a woman. So when you look at my work, you'll see um, those things. Um, however, you can look at my work and you may not see a direct references to Afri- being African-American because um, I use symbols and to describe my culture. So if you're not familiar with those symbols or that symbolic imagery, you may not be able to see that directly. But um, yeah, that's how my... Uh, my my culture shows up in my work through symbols and memories um, that I 
choose to use in, in my paintings and my drawings. Okay. What about you, Eddie? Okay, okay. That sounded good. <laughs> yeah, that sounded, that sounded real good, real elaborate. elaborate. <laughs> okay, uh, for me, um, actually, at first, I mean, I've thought about it, but when you, like, asked me that, um, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I never, I, I thought about it, but not really, but then I was like, most of the music that I play is in church like I play music at church and yeah. yeah the church I go to is a um a black church so right. to speak so um everything I play is like is black pretty much gospel music and um yeah like most of my influences have came from black artists um such as uh John Coltrane um mm-hmm. Kurt that's your cousin <laughs> that's a, that's a, yeah that's another story yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> supposedly, supposedly he is my cousin and I I was thinking I thought about it too I was like wouldn't it be cool if like we're saying that he's my cousin wouldn't that be cool for you like really dive into that and find out this is really your cousin and I'm like, right. I mean, I think he is. So that'd be cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, John Coltrane and Kirk Whalem. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if y'all know who that is, but he's a saxophonist. Mm-hmm. He actually played the saxophone part on um, Whitney Houston's song, If I Will Always Love You. I'm oh, sure okay. I knew that, but, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so. Most of my influences come from the black culture and those are the people that I try to like when I play. Um, yeah. So that's where my art comes from. And I try to like, even though I don't per se like write music or whatever, mm-hmm. but I try to give people a mental picture make people relax their mind when they're listening to my music. So, cause it, mm-hmm. it relaxes me. I enjoy it when I play and I want people to feel how I feel through, through my music. So mm-hmm. that's it. Okay. And I would, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to, I was going to add to that just a tad, but um, cause I'm very familiar with uh, Eddie's work. And um, I do feel like the church is the black church is a major influence in all of our work. Yeah. Um, yes. Me yes. as a visual artist, and then Eddie is a musician. But the black church and just spirituals and um, in general, um, just how we communicate in the church through um, call and response, those type of traditions have been ingrained into our bodies. So when we create as individuals, those um, ref- those church references are always like yeah. how we end up being creative in the world. That's true. You That's know, true. It shows up. Yeah. And it shows up not intentionally because this is something that we've been doing since we were a kid. So um, I, I thank the church. I thank um, uh, St. Peter's United Methodist Church for uh, <laughs> raising us and bringing, it up, bringing us up right. 
but you know sometimes we didn't have a musician in the in the pulpit you know so we had to uh, rely on our old timey stomping and clapping and just knowing how to um uh you know like go off of just those rhythms and those beats that's something that comes from straight from africa that's something that's been passed down from our ancestors so right. like right. what we do it's just a reflection of, of who who our ancestors are from Africa, uh, um, and it just shows up present today. That's right, I just right. wanted to add that. That's true, and I think for me, as as a dancer, like I don't dance anywhere else but the church. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you'll see me dance at the church, and it's going to be to a, a a black church song. <laughs> but far far as right far mm-hmm. as me writing, I write like. Did like my experience, like you said, you you do your art for your experience. But I I write my experiences, all of my plays and stuff are basically about my family and whatever I see is what I write. So <laughs> different issues might be in there based off what I see and what I learned from my family. So I mean, okay. I think, and I think, ahead. oh no, I was going to say I was just thinking about your dancing style, and you remember. The, I was just speaking about the call and response yeah. and, you know, uh, the style of, of dancing is very specific to the black church, the mime and how you are. Um, it's like you are the leader in, in a, in a choir and you're walking down the aisles and you're communicating through your movements of your body. And then you're looking at the audience and the audience is responding to your movements. And then mm-hmm. it's like, I just think that's so neat. I never really thought about it up until now, how that call and response is really what's driving all of our work. That's true. Right, right. Okay. Hey, I, I got a question for y'all. Okay. Um, okay. Like, have you ever thought about, like, to add a little bit of what you're saying, Carrie, um, with the call and response, um, don't, don't you just love the feeling you get when you're doing your art and you get the response from people like, like they're really into what you're doing and they enjoy it. And it's just, I don't know, them feeling good through your art makes you feel good and keeps you, keeps you going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I really agree. Yeah. yeah. I just had a, a flashback to uh, a couple years, well, several years ago, Fantasia was on Broadway um, doing the color purple and we took a trip up there to see it and um, in, in the scene it was like a church scene and so we were the people in the audience I guess we, they forgot we were actually at a musical and not at like real church so <laughs> <laughs> the people in the audience the black people in the audience started communicating with the actors like we were really in church but I was like no we don't supposed to say that we're not in church for real oh, well. like it was just funny because sometimes you can't shut that off you know that's just how we are and um it's something that is unique to us and uh, other pe- other cultures may not understand it and they might think we're being a uh, rambunctious but it's not it's just how we are that's just part of our culture so, yeah I, I thought that was funny. I, I love when stuff like that happens like you're going through doing what you're doing and then something d- different just just happens, but it goes and it's like, well, I'm just going to go with the flow because it's going, you know, I ain't going to stop yeah. this flow from where it's going. Yeah, that's the truth. And that's how our ancestors that look, that's how our ancestors got through uh, kind of like putting two and two together. 
you know, they just made do with what they had. They didn't have much, but they just had a little. But they would put, you know, just like create based off of what they had. And that's how we are when we get together, That when that spirit hits, you know, when that spirit hits, like it's over for us as, as black people. Like we just go, we um, tend to create beautiful things off of that spirit. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so my next question would be So how does your work per, your work and your personality stand out inside of your work? If that makes sense. Uh well, I can start with mine. Um so if you're familiar with my work, you may not. You can go visit my website is um www dot carrynobles.com but um my work is big my my work is bold my work reflects like just me as a woman Mm -hmm. so you'll see a lot of imagery or a lot of symbols that are very feminine um but the piecing together that I just talked about that piecing together of scraps show up in my work um and that's how um, my personality shows up. I feel like I'm an assemblage of of ancestors of my family, of a lot of influences, and that's how my uh, my personality shows up. It's big like me, and it's bold mm-hmm. like me, and it's loud <laughs> like me, and um, it's unapologetic like me. Right. So, um, but at the same time, it's sensitive like me, and it's uh, feminine like me. So, yeah. There you go. Okay. That's how how it shows up in my work. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was thinking about it too. I was like, Carrie's work is Carrie. Even, you know, like, you're going to see her in her work because it's her. You you know what I'm saying? And like with with me, um, when I play music, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Like, I used to be playing music, and I'll be like, oh, I'm doing something. Like, I sound good, and I almost get to a point where I'm, like, kind of kind of feeling cocky about myself, or however you want to say it. And then I'm like, nah, man, I need uh-huh. to. That's why, that's why anytime um, somebody be, like, come up to me and be like, man, you're really good. You're really good. I always be like, I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm okay. Or I just be like, thank you. Like, I ain't going to be like, you know, I know. Even that's though, how, that's how mind, I am. <laughs> even though in my mind, I know I'm good, but I feel like once you start saying, "Yeah, I know I'm good," you got to have that confidence yeah. within yourself. But you can't come off like, "Yeah, yeah. I know I'm good." You can't tell people, "I know I'm good," and no matter how yeah. good you, you feel, have to be, you are. You got to stay humble with it. That's I true. Feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true too. But Eddie, uh, at the same time, you know, you have a gift and you have a light. And sometimes in my, uh, the principal at my school, she always say, "Never dim your light to make other people feel comfortable." You know, um, but it's not. I don't. It, I get what you're saying about the whole uh, being overly confident, not confident, but um, being cocky. Yeah, there's a difference in being cocky and then being confident. Mm-hmm. And um, you do have a gift and it's always important to know that you have a gift and remember that your gift um, is helping others, you know? That's true. So, uh, you know, 
just just you know let your light shine you're right um everybody has a light you know and yours might be shining bright through that saxophone but that's the gift that god gave you you know and nobody right, knows right. your story because eddie has a story about that saxophone <laughs> and yes. how he got to where he is yes you're right you know i know his story you're right so i say don't ever let um nobody stop you or or anything like that because um god gave you that gift and um it's very unique because it's a if you think about it his work is in the black church and you don't really see a lot of saxophonists in the church yep. let alone black church i mean it, and it's one of those instruments that can really stand out when you put it up against all the other musicians, because it's a very rare instrument to find in church. So um, I think, hey, it is what it is. Let your light shine. You're right. You're right <laughs> oh, and, and another thing I was going to say, like, and I, I found myself like looking at videos of other people play and I'll be like, man, they, man, I'm about to put this saxophone down because I I can't play like that, but then I thought about it. I'm like, and not to sound cocky, I'm like, you, when you listen to other people play, it's like you be listening, you like, but they don't sound like me. I'm my own person. Like nobody can sound. <laughs> nobody can say. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like you ever listen to yeah or see people dance Austin or see some art mm. and you're just art carrying. You yeah. like that's them. That's good and it's amazing. But it ain't in your mind. You're like, oh, it ain't me. You gotta tell yourself, I, 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 I yeah, got my you own do. unique way of, that I do stuff. Like, there's influences, people that influence you and in what you do. But at the same time, you gotta make your art your own. That's true. That that's true. Yeah, that so. is true. Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah, on that's that. Because that's about. how, like, yeah, that's how the devil kind of like comes in and try to like. Um, sabotage our create uh, creativity because um, when you looking at other people you be like uh, start feeling bad but I always tend to say what God has for me is for me you know right. so I have to continue to tell myself that because uh, if not then yeah like you looking at other people's work it can make you feel a certain type of way but um, our eyes should be on the prize right, you know? right, right. and yeah. so we, we work we work in every day to do that. It's not easy. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, so when y'all got into these areas, were there anybody that y'all like looked at and said, "Oh, I want to do this," or like, like for instance, for me, when I started writing, I had Tyler Perry to look at. Like, that's what I wanted to be. Was there anybody that you looked up to that made you wanted to get into art or music? Well, you want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, honestly, my love of music started with my dad. Like, my dad uh-huh. singing and stuff. It mm-hmm. just it just sparked something in me. And, like, being growing up, my dad always had his little... He still got a tape player, y'all. But <laughs> growing up, my dad had that little tape player, and he'd be playing some, like... Um, Sam Cooke, mostly. Y'all know my dad loves Sam Cooke. Right. Um, but like, who, like, Mighty Clouds of Joy, I remember that. Uh, the Canton Spirituals. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, that music from him, 
his love of music grew in me and made me have a a, a bigger love of music. You know, growing up, we we love music, we love art, anyways. But you know, to have people around you that are um, doing something that makes you there's people around you that are doing something that makes you love that art or even more because you're around it. You get what I'm saying? So my dad was a major influence in my music playing, basically. What else? Yeah. Carrie? That's good. Um, Well, your question was uh, our influences, what made us... uh, what was our influences starting? Yeah, to get into was that the question? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, um, so for me, uh I've always just been a real creative um child growing up and uh drawing and was one of the things that I just well, it was just one of those gifts that I had growing up in school. So I was always um entering contests and just um really putting a hundred percent into that and um being successful. So because, you know, I just wasn't really it was just something that was always embedded in me. I can't necessarily say that it was like someone famous that um influenced me there, but I always had a um family and a community, a supportive community um that inspired me and helped me to um to grow in that area because you know how some some parents are they're like um they don't want their kids to draw or paint they don't really embrace uh that side of creativity um within their their kids because they don't see the purpose because they don't see the benefits of it they don't see how they can uh get a career in that because i I actually i really see a lot of especially african-american parents pushing their kids into sports and especially if they're a a little boy they want their kids to um be a bit about the most famous basketball player when they grow up but to be honest like everybody's not gonna make it in that field in that area and um I mean, it's very rare to actually get into the NBA or the NFL. So um, there's many jobs that you can get as a creative. Um, Everything around us is art, you know, everything from our clothes, that's fashion design. Uh, The furniture that we sit on, that's furniture design. Um, (laughs) The shoes that you you walk with, that's shoe design. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the product that you're holding, that's product design. (laughs) So people don't know that, though. People are not educated on art, on visual arts. Everything that you see is part of visual art, whether it's a building, a house, that's architecture. The car that you drive, that's people design that so these are areas that your child can go in so if you have a creative child nurture that creativity because there's actually many jobs that that you can get as a creative person i think when people think of like um an artist they think of just someone who paints on a canvas Mm -hmm. but that is just the beginning (laughs) right everything around you whether it's culinary (laughs) arts you know um you name it hair design hat design earring design all of these things people are making money off of these uh, in these fields and um it's a field that's never going to go away right you know, so please, if you have a kid out there who's a creative, embrace it. 
creativity. Right. So, yeah, and I um, I, I feel like mm-hmm. creatives are more present nowadays, even with everything that's going on. Well, especially when with everything that's going on now, it's like people have to. A lot of people are going to their creative side to make money now because it's like there's nothing else. There's other stuff to do, but it's it's almost like you gotta be creative now yeah. in order to make it. That's true. Hey, you know what I think is funny? Who would have known that oh everybody was gonna wear be wearing masks? And it's funny, like some some businesses, some old textile business, um, that had you know that they weren't textiles is an industry that hasn't been that lucrative because a lot of companies have been sending their um their products off and getting them mm-hmm. made in China yeah. and stuff, you know? And so when the pandemic hit, a lot of these old factories, they opened back up. They were like, wait a minute, here's a chance for me to make American-made masks. And so I think that that's awesome how um, things happen for yeah, a reason things sometimes. Happen and for a reason, you're right. <laughs> I feel like now all those jobs and stuff that's been sent over to to other countries like we're gonna start opening back up those um textile mills and actually making um products from the united states i think that's important but um i just thought i'd add that that really has nothing to do with what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) but anyway (laughs) okay so i want to move the conversation from our experiences to what we see like in TV, films, and movies and stuff like that. So, how do you feel about black people being portrayed, in your opinion? In the media? Yeah, yeah in the media. And anybody can start. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's all relative. I feel like there's a wide variety now. Mm-hmm. However, I know some people don't like to see, um, you know, some people have a, their own thoughts and feelings about uh, movies depicting slavery because they're like, oh, um, that's the only way uh, we can get a, a movie role is if it's a, talking about slavery or, um, or if we're dressing up like men, dressing up like women, like Medea. But, um, at the end of the day, one thing that we have now is creative control. So if if there's something that we don't like, we have opportunities now to change it. That's true. Um, and I just think now we have a wide variety of lanes that we, um, in the past, it has been narrow, a narrow uh, lens of the African-American experience. But now we have opportunities to um, strengthen that, especially in um in in film but as it relates to music i would like to see a lot of the um like rap artists or the hip-hop industry uh try to give more of a variety of styles there because it still seems like the the imagery for especially like the black woman is kind of skewed i'm not saying that I just think we should have more of a wide variety. I'm not saying that anybody's uh, art is negative, like, let's say, like, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, and all of that. I think that's relative. I think that's okay. But we also need to have 
um, others too. Uh-huh. And we do, but it's not on the forefront of media. You know, it's like underground. Like the good stuff is underground. Right. I don't think that that's appropriate. And also, <laughs> like, even in gospel music, I know I'm talking a lot, but even in gospel music, like, the way gospel is changing, like, let's not forget where we come from because I love the old school gospel. To be right, honest. you're right. <laughs> that's the truth. Okay, Eddie, what about you? How do you feel? Mm. So... I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I was listening to Carrie. And I was like really into what she was saying. I was like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Exactly. Um, and I was going to, can I add to, well, no, I'm going to let you finish because <laughs> I might miss a train of thought again. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eddie. Um, well, the question again, you said how black people are being portrayed in the media. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, but for some reason, here lately, I just feel <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought, but here lately, I feel like um, it's, it's almost like we're being portrayed as the times change. It's almost like we're being portrayed as like being bad or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's like more and more. It's like it's like people's trying to portray us as not being up to par with everything else that's going on. You, you know what I'm saying? I think that's like, you mean like stereotypical images, like the stereotype of the black man and the stereotype of the black woman. You mean like, yeah, babe. I, I mean, I, and I, yeah. And I get that. I get that, especially in the news, yeah, like the news, the media, um, news media. Um, but we have to realize that um, they're only seeing like one side of things. But like I said earlier, like we have the power and creative control, especially with the Internet, especially like platforms like this podcast or uh, like just YouTube in general, we have a little creative control to put out um, images that um, counteract that, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, like, in paintings and um, and artwork, I see a lot of, like, black images. Like, a lot of people want black art, but um, just because I'm a black artist doesn't mean that I create black art. And that's a topic, a different topic that I know that we're not wanting to discuss here, but um, the type of images that uh, we paint, we have creative control to like depict our people the way we want. So as artists, we just have to be mindful of like, we're not just creating for ourselves, but we are a reflection of our people. And we want to just, you know, keep in mind that, like, other people are watching us at all times. I think sometimes people forget that, and they just want to create what they like. Right. And that's good, but they, but at the same time, what you do is a reflection of your family, mm-hmm. the people who raised you. And I know that's a lot of responsibility to put, to put on one person, but uh, it is what it is, you know? That's just how 
people are going to judge you a little bit based off of the things that you do, you know? That's yeah, true. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything in life is based off of perspective. Like, everybody has a different perspective. You can be looking at the same thing somebody else is looking at, and you have a different perspective, maybe because you've been through something different in your life. So you might be like, somebody, my, somebody might look at this and be like, oh, I see this, and you're like, well, I see this, and then I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's and that's the thing I like about opinion. Opinion can be good. Opinion can be ma- bad. Yeah. But if we didn't have different opinions, if everybody was the same, there wouldn't be these different arts. There was be, there would be no influence. There would be that's you true. Know, it's like you can't. A lot of stuff that I do in music. Um, sometimes I'm playing something and then somebody else will do something and I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. I, I just heard something there that I can add in there. And it's like, I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. That's why I like music so much because it's so diverse. Like you can be doing, you can be playing one song like a regular way then, then somebody hit mm-hmm. uh, or you hit a wrong note and then you're like, wait a minute. Ooh, that, <laughs> that, that note went. <laughs> it wasn't right, but it was something. It was right. Like, yeah. It was a minor note or a major note or something. And it went. It went a different way. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? So um Hey, I just thought about something, Eddie. Uh I think music though, in the black community, music is that one form of art that just uh it's like the glue of our culture. It is. It's one mm-hmm. see what people don't realize is like if you go to our churches or um and our walls are normally uh blank there's no art you know um if you go to some of the south um south american countries and you go to their churches um some of the cathedrals you see art like all around right you know if you go to the sistine if you go to the sistine chapel in Europe, you know, there's nude nude paintings on the wall, nude men, nude women on the walls Uh, of a church. And this is art, this is paintings. But what happened when um, Black people came over on, on the slave ships and we were stripped of and of our creativity. Those things that are visual were ripped from mm-hmm. us. So the only thing that we had was music. Yeah, you understand. True. So like when you go to our, when, a lot of times people don't think that um, African Americans are creative visually, but no, we we definitely are. Visual arts is, is a part of our culture because you can look at Africa and look at the mask and look at um a lot of the things that um like the wood carvings, the basket weaving, all of that stuff um, that can be traced in our um, society today. Like if you look at the, um, the, the Geechee uh, uh, cultures, a lot of the basket weavings that uh, they, they create, those were things that were passed down and they remembered, you know, and they held on to those traditions. That's a form of art. So um, I feel like music, however, is different. That's that one thing they could not strip from us. They couldn't do it. 
And it's the one thing that has kept us relevant in American society and American culture. We created the music industry that we hear today. Rock and roll, jazz, country music, all of that, that came from our people. Mm -hmm. And those rhythms that they just couldn't break from us. We might not have had an instrument, but we had a a foot stomp and a hand clap. (laughs) And that was things. And a wash pan, okay? (laughs) And, And those rhythms... And those rhythms are what. Hello. Hello. Carrie. I don't know. Carrie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you now. <laughs> right, so, do we like, keep going? Yeah, I can fix this. Okay. Oh, well, um, add this in there. Y'all didn't hear nothing. I said it. Uh, yeah, we heard you, but then it went out. Yeah. Oh, the good part went out. <laughs> the last good part. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Eddie. Okay, um, have y'all noticed? I say with the, I mean, it's they've been doing it on commercials and stuff, but have y'all noticed kind of like within the last two, three years, they really been doing it, seems like. But there there's been like a lot it's like a lot of commercials have a black song on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody about that. I was like, "Have you noticed?" Like, um, I I remember. I mean, this is an old commercial, but I remember it was a. I, I want to say a Burger King commercial. It had um, that um, who is that saying that fire? Boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm talking about? Ain't that I know old? the song. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't sing that quite good, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> ain't, <laughs> yeah. ain't, that, um, <laughs> ain't that, what's his name? Charlie Wilson group, whatever group he was in. Wasn't I that thought him? so. Yeah. And to add to that, yep. to add to that for the longest, I didn't know, realize Charlie Wilson was in that group. But, oh. I mean, that's, that's another story. I can't remember the name of the group. But yeah, I remember that. Like that, I don't know why that song pops in my head every now and then. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the type of person that just, you got that fire. Yeah, just every <laughs> nah, just every now and then, a song just pops in my head, like random songs that I've heard throughout the years, and I'll be singing it. I guess mm-hmm. that's my music creative creativity inside of me. But I be I be just yeah. randomly singing songs. That's just me. But yeah, I just yeah, I, I did notice that on commercials they do a lot of like black songs Sampling. because yeah. people love those songs i mean that's true it ain't no way around it everybody loves them songs but i just i just thought about it I, I, within the past like two or three years they've really been doing it it, it catches your attention that's true yeah i agree with that and that's why that's why i like now see if you know all those stories like you know, Look, everybody knows if you ask a black person, what's your favorite movie? Everybody's going to say, oh, The Temptations, or they're going to say, oh, The Five Heartbeats. <laughs> and because those movies are like, the, or Sparkles, Sparkles, my favorite movie. But those <laughs> stories are the same. Yeah. Like how the music industry used uh, our people's music to benefit them. Mm-hmm. But I like what we are doing now in music where people have creative control. You don't have to go through like um, a second party to get your your music out there. 
and um, you can work for yourself and you don't have to be scammed into um, like selling yourself uh, to the to the devil or selling your music for cheap. Like you're right about that. (laughs) I don't know exactly how that works, but I just know that you can be an independent artist now and you can benefit like. And so um, I know especially um, in the rap industry is if you're not educated, um, if you're uh, living in poverty and then you have somebody coming and, and showing you all of this that, that they will give you just for you to be a rapper or whatever, you have to be, still be smart. You have to still be cautious about that because at the end of the day, are you really get paid what, you, what you're worth? It's some people who um, are still to this day signing contracts that are not like in their best interest. That's true. You know, they're, they're taking our kids and... Um, shine you know waving flashy uh, cars in their face and whatnot and just this big opportunity um to get off the street um for their music they'll go famous and the next thing you know they still don't have any money at the end of the day and they still living in the hood so we want to watch these movies and these movies should teach us something about how to be careful and how to move better in a business sense so i think like being um business savvy as a creative is important and that's with anybody like I I mean I know I'm not trying to steal uh, a lot of time talking about this but like in my classroom a lot of the kids and their parents they always say oh we sold um so-and-so's artwork this weekend and I'm like (laughs) oh great (laughs) like okay (laughs) but Selling your work is not always the best thing, especially as a child. You need to have a portfolio. Like there's some kids that have sold their best pieces to somebody for like $20, but they don't have the images of it so they can apply to college. You need a portfolio to get into college. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. And their parents are there celebrating because they got, they, they, uh, made twenty dollars off the artwork, but um, okay, that's not always the best thing to do. And it's always great to get advice. Like I'm here. If there's people out there that um, have children that are into art and they need advice, I'm here. I'm willing to give my services. Um, and I think there's more people. More people need to do that. We need to stick together as creatives too, and um, we can help each other. I, get to the next level huh? you're right you're right yeah i'm getting some insight on this on the podcast <laughs> yeah i really am it is oh, funny. Uh, one thing i was gonna say a while back but like you kept talking i mean i mean you you give us some you was giving some good information it was good information but I like when people saying stuff, I'll be thinking of something and I'll be like, oh, well, let me listen. Then I'll be like, oh, I done forgot what I was thinking. So um, <laughs> but back to when you was talking about like the rappers like being in the music industry and they're getting taken advantage of. I was thinking about like the first mainstream artist that I ever heard of, like pretty much doing his own thing. And like going independent was Chance the Rapper, right? Like, yeah. Before that, it was unheard of for a rapper to um want to do go independent or 
I mean, people's done it. That's why I'm saying rapper, because I haven't heard of any rappers done, doing it, but maybe people in other music areas have. But uh-huh. he mm-hmm. he he wanted to go, do independent and, you know, do everything himself. And basically, he he's a person for the people. Like, the people like this. Yeah. And I feel like you... I feel like that's better for you anyway, because if you give people the chance to like you, then you're going to make money. You know what I mean? You're going to make money. You don't have to give your money to somebody else just to take advantage of you. That's right. But people going into the game, like back in the day, it was all a thing. I want to get signed. I want to get signed. Everybody wanted to get signed to a label. Right. But in your mind, you thinking you can't do it without the label, but the label don't make money without you. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, true. that's true. As soon as you sign that contract, that's they true. happy. They like, yeah. I got them. I right. got another one. You know what I mean? Right. They, they got you. And, and not to go off subject, but I was thinking about this this the other day because at work we was like doing some insurance stuff, and I was like, uh-huh. I was thinking about, it, I was like. If you think about it, there's people that money to. Like, let's say, let's do a small number. Let's say a hundred people uh-huh. are paying this company a hundred dollars uh-huh. every month for insurance. But during that month, maybe only a couple people gonna need their ins gonna actually need their insurance. So there. I mean, they're, I'm getting sidetracked, but I was thinking about this. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. They're, get, they're getting paid so much that to a couple little incidents don't matter. It's like, yeah, we got money to pay for that. We still got 8000 over here in that month. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's I, like we still got all this other money, so that little bit don't matter. It's basically like they persuade you yeah. Somehow, they feel like you feel like you need them, and this goes back to the um, like getting signed to a label. Labels yeah. make it seem like you need them, but they need you more than you need them. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is something to think about. I, yeah, I, I like the analogy that you um, <laughs> I like that analogy, but I I mean I know you're not saying oh you don't need insurance. That's not what you're saying. What you're yeah, saying, that's you not what that. I'm saying. Yeah, you're using that as an analogy to say that the insurance company is like the record label. And yeah. like they can't they don't have no business if they don't have that musician. Right. So, um and a lot of time a lot of these um industries are going out of business. I mean, not industries, but a lot of the labels are. So, yeah. um because everybody is going um independent and look at all these uh, look at what is the the Callie and Chloe, Chloe, Chloe and Callie, and they got signed. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Her, them. <laughs> <laughs> they they were signed off of uh, YouTube. Look at Justin Bieber. Like, same, I said Bieber. <laughs> Bieber. But uh, what he was founded on um on on YouTube as well. Like, it's just so many right? so many uh avenues. Um, but I I, I want to shift the conversation. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. Um, go ahead, Austin. But uh, I wanted to talk about. 
visual arts today and how the visual artists are using their um, creativity to fight uh, the injustices that are around us. Mm -hmm. Um, I am proud uh, of that, how visual artists are coming out and making this art uh, for protest. And um, I think that that's one of the the unique things about uh, visual art. See, visual art sometimes... um, we can say visual artists. We can say the things that are that are hard to say using words, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, like creating a visual, you can't you can't hide that. You know what I'm saying? You can't shut uh, a painting up, you know, right, right. Um, and it hits you in the face, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm I'm just proud of all the artists out there um, who are creating art during this time of conflict in our in our world um because if you look at art history or our history in general it's always been art that have um kind of helped take us to that next level in our societies yeah well that, that was gonna be my next question like how do y'all feel about artists showing us support for what's going on in the world but you answered your part <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, Eddie, how do you feel? Honestly, I'm going to say this. Um, I mean, I feel it's good to speak out. and then, But at the same time, I'm like, well, well most people that are speaking out know what they're talking about pretty much. They're not, like, sounding stupid. Right. But, like... I don't like the fact of people saying like basically if you're not saying anything it's worse than um if you're not doing anything then you're you're against what what you're against the movement basically. Yeah. Um but at the same time it's like s- some people don't know exactly what to do or how to act cuz they don't want to come off like a certain ways. That's true. I, I get what so you're saying. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like, I'm for certain movements and stuff, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't know exactly what to say or what to do. So I'm just like, kind of, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be like that, but I'm saying no. Time, I feel like I don't know how to. I'm not a person that's very elaborate with what I say, per se. So I'm like. Let me tell I you what, what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I do get what I, I want to support you on that. Yeah, I want to support you on that because I was talking to um what when the uh see we were hit with two things at one time. We were hit with the pandemic, and then we were hit with all this racial injustice stuff. Mm-hmm. And both of those things were very stressful on a lot of us, right? And I remember talking to my friend. He's a um a, a Zumba instructor. And he was saying the same thing that Eddie was saying. But I feel like like um, everything isn't for everyone. And in this time, um, it you might not be marching in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. But you're playing your song or you're, you're um, doing your dance videos to inspire people. We're just going through a lot, you know, like we're making TikTok videos. That's <laughs> um, true. We're being creative. We're... Because um, it's not always about um, protest. 
um, you can you can do the protest. That's one thing you can do. Mm. But you can always just use your art to bring happiness to everybody because we're going through a lot. Like some people are haven't seen family in in years, but they could go on TikTok and uh, TikTok is uh, educating people. Uh, they have the little TikTok dances. People are just um, finding joy in the little things. That's true. So you could you could be right. downtown painting on the streets, uh, doing one of those murals, or you can be um, creating some paintings that share show love um, to whoever. I mean, so it's not just one way about it. Like you have to figure out. At the end of the day, you still a African American male, right. you know, and. You, you, you don't have to necessarily um, follow a protest, but your everyday life is a protest. Like how you uh, how you walk and how you talk in in your everyday life and how you shine your light in your everyday life is is also just as effective, especially around here in Randolph County. People don't necessarily see a lot of us doing um, positive things. So they like to say, um, <laughs> but uh <laughs> But I know different. Right. But so just like how you show up on your job, how you work every day, like you are a representation and your your life is a protest, you know, like how you live your life. So um, you don't have to say nothing sometimes. You just do what God has for you to do. You know what I'm saying? So I understand what Eddie's saying. I actually, um, I hear both sides. Me personally, I haven't really... I haven't been out on the streets painting uh, for for the movement because I feel like um, that's uh, for uh, like my niece. She's been out there painting. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Millette, she's been out there painting. You know, that's for you know that's what they like to do, right? And and it's beautiful, you know. So I'm in. I'm teaching and I'm making sure I show up in the classroom. That's how I do mine. And uh, Eddie, he's on the saxophone. He's going to start playing, uh, doing some videos soon. So y'all watch out for Eddie on the saxophone, <laughs> <laughs> doing his saxophone videos. Hey, I'm just hey, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all this. Hey, y'all know how, like, I had been playing. Mm -hmm. and, a, and a little, I had a little little time that I ain't been playing. Mm -hmm. I ain't been practicing enough. <laughs> It's been what, like six months or something like that. I ain't, I ain't even. Actually, I touched the saxophone the other day. I, I literally touched it and put it back in the case. That's all I did. But anyways, within within the last few months, so many people have messaged me or called me and like asked, could I play for something? And it took everything in me. I, like I wanted to say yeah, but I said I said no. Like I had to say no, but it hurt to say no because it's like this is what I used to love doing. I still love music, and I'm gonna get back in it. That's another thing. I'm gonna get back in it. But it's like the the tell somebody no. I can't do something that I love doing. Just just hurts and we in a pandemic that's another reason why why i'm not playing because i'm just like i don't know how to explain it i was yeah, telling yeah. somebody i was telling somebody one day i was like i know 
it ain't gonna get no virus in my saxophone, but I'm like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I might play you don't it one day and be sick, and then go back to play, like get well, and then go back to play it, and then I get sick again. You know, I don't know. That nah, I, but you're just being careful. Nah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, but it's. I'm just saying that say it's been a lot going on. Yeah. Within this last year, so I'm just you being know being careful. Cool. I'm just cooling off a little bit, I guess. I mean, uh, and but, it's okay to take a break. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to do that. I mean, you, but but don't uh, get don't let it um, that break last too long because you right. know people are if, if people are asking if people are asking you know that means they still remember. You don't want them to forget. That's why I said go ahead and create a couple of videos. See, you don't have to go nowhere. You can make those videos at your house. Right. You're right. You're right. And you're bless right. the people, Eddie. They want to see you. <laughs> they want to hear from you. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm. You don't know how much people miss what you do until you're not doing. That's it. That's the like, truth. It's like it's like y'all yeah. y'all miss me. Like really? <laughs> I mean, it ain't like I ain't, I ain't trying to sound like ooh y'all miss me. Oh, I'm gonna make y'all sweat. It's like. Oh, it just feels good knowing that I'm missed. Because you don't know yeah. how much people miss you until they got to say, I miss right. you. Right. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, ooh, y'all miss me? Oh, I might need to do something for the people. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, so like that video that I'm talking about <laughs> of you playing that sex one can brighten some people's lives, Eddie. Yeah, that, I, you know, we haven't been able to go to church in a, in a while. Some people, and when we do go to church, we be out in 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's, um, yeah, No yeah, choirs yeah. or anything, so uh, you know. Yeah, that's I'm just saying. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but it is what it is. We in this pandemic, so everything has just changed. It has. So, That's but, true. And open our eyes to things or to uh, new things. It's like right. push and reset. Like, hey, God said, uh, yeah, I need to remind y'all about some things. Hey, do y'all remember when we were first on lockdown and everybody was like inside, literally? And it's like the animals outside. It it's just the animals were acting different. Right. The mm. leaves were looking did the, the flowers started blooming different. <laughs> it's like no pollution in the air because nobody was driving. Right. So right. Like, everything was like pushed back and reset. And so now we need to just move forward, remembering our gifts, our talents, and uh, you know, let's change the world. Right. 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 Oh, and I I just wrote wrote this down earlier while we was talking. But um I was thinking about that's another thing why I don't like to say stuff cause it's like people I understand a different in opinion, but it's literally people that wanna say something just to make you mad. Like that's their that's their goal is to I'm gonna say this yeah. cause I wanna make you mad. Right. It ain't got it ain't got nothing to do right. with it. I got a different opinion. I, and, and I know different people are different. People just some people just come off as I'm trying to get on your nerves. So most people, yeah. nine times out of ten, they trying to they trying to pee you off. Yeah, I'm that's true. That's this. true. But I I seen and this stuck in my mind. I seen somebody post something talking, basically talking junk about like um, I forgot who the actress was. 
had said something. I want to say Mer- Meryl Street. Uh-huh. Meryl Street. Um, I don't know why that was hard for me to say. <laughs> but, um, she she wanted to speak out about something, and then I mean it's basically like when somebody people's telling LeBron James to just shut up and dribble. Right. Um, it's basically <laughs> like that. It's like um, somebody was basically talking junk about this actress because she was trying to speak out on the issue, and they're like, "All you do." I mean, I've seen this post people just basically saying, basically all you do is just act. Like, that's not really, um, that's not really, a, like, a skill or something that you can, like, working with your hands or building something. That's not really a skill. But then I thought about it. I'm like, think about it now during this pandemic. What's everybody doing? Watching movies. Right, yeah. Right, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Watching Netflix. These people are painting us a picture on the screen and taking our minds off of what's going on. Like, you, I mean, I ain't, some people be like, <laughs> I don't, this just came to my mind. There's this guy at work that's um, different. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, I, I mean, I love talking to people. I love people. But this one guy, came, other guy came up to me one day and he was like, he was like, that guy's a conspiracy theorist, this and that, this and that. But he's the type of person that'd be like, he'd be like, you see that music? They're trying to overshadow what's really going on. They're trying to hide what's really going on. I'm like, no, nah, music is there to take our minds off of stuff so we're not thinking so hard on it. Music and movies and the arts is there to relax our minds. Yep. I mean, wouldn't y'all say? That's true. That's basically what this is for, to relax our mm-hmm. minds and just take us away from the hustle and bustle yeah. of everyday life. You might be going through some struggles, but I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch this show, and I'm gonna feel good for an hour. You know, right. I'm gonna relax my mind for an hour because I can't right. just keep thinking about all the stuff that's going on on social media or whatever. I'm relaxed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel y'all yeah. that part. That's 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 true. Yeah. That is yeah, so I, true. I, I just I've been thinking about that. I was like, man, that's crazy for somebody to say. Basically, basically saying like people who use their like creatives, we are creative people, saying that mm-hmm. we're not really benefit. We're not really a benefit of of anything of much. That's just crazy to me. Well, that's how a lot of people think. That's what I was saying earlier about parents when they're raising creative children. Like, they do not support them because they don't see how they can make a living. But, um, like I said earlier, like, everything around us has been created by creative people. And um, at the end of the day, like, we do need to support um, each other in these fields because... Um, if that's what God, if that's your talent, if God gave you that talent, why hide That's it? right. That's what God gave you. Yeah. And he could have given you the gift of doing other things. 
but he didn't. And if you have a child that um that that's that sees the world differently or that can draw magically or that can sing beautifully, like embrace those things because those gifts come from God. And anytime right. God gives you a gift, you know, that's special. Yeah. You know, so um, I get what you're saying, Eddie. Like that's how simple-minded. See, some people are simple-minded and they think like that because they're not educated on 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 you know the creative world. So they they just they're just ignorant in thought. But when they do their research and they get out there and they they look around them and actually start um, you know researching facts about this stuff, they'll see. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so do y'all see? Um, okay, so like when when celebrities come out and are vocal about how they feel, whether it be in their music, in their movies, and stuff like that, people will then turn it back on them and say that they're using it as a profit or that they're not using it for the right reasons. How do y'all feel about that? Like, give me an example. Like, for instance, um, Beyonce made a a song. I don't know if y'all heard it, but it's a song that's talking about the black experience and what they go through and also yeah and then so now they turn it around and say oh she ain't speak up then but now she wants to make a song about the black experience but that ain't that her speaking out of against stuff going on well i like beyonce and i what i like the most about her um i like brown skin girls because um i play that song in my classroom and because I, I teach brown and black children. Right. <laughs> so I play, I love when I, I love playing that because it's saying brown skin girls. It didn't say black girls. <laughs> it said brown skin girls. And brown uh, is, goes across the board of, of, um, of nationalities and um, races. So right. I have my, my Hispanic students listening to brown skin girls. They can feel empowered because their skin is brown. Right. Um, black kids, their skins are brown. My Indian students, their skin is brown. And they are empowered by those things because black isn't the only race that is affected by colorism. Yeah. It's, it transcends over a lot of different um, nationalities and races. So I, I appreciate her for that. However, I do wish that she would be more careful about imagery because I'm a visual artist and I understand that like when you put visual imagery out to the public, you're not doing that by mistake. Everything that you do as a creative, like when you're, um, she might not be doing it, but the people that are over her or that are picking out her outfits or they're they're doing research and they find the images from the past and i just wish she would be a little bit more careful about like the imagery that she uses in her work because there's people that are knowledgeable about those things and so when people have these conspiracies about her about these things they're coming because they they're knowledgeable on those things and she might not be knowledgeable about them but the people that are over her they're using see imagery is powerful you get what I'm saying? See, mm-hmm. words are one thing, but then when you counterpart it with a certain type of image, that's different. So I just wish that Beyonce would be a little bit more careful about the images that she uses um, in her work. Other than that, like the words in the songs are very powerful, but I just wish some of those symbols, symbols are very strong, and I just wish that she would change a little bit of the symbols, but those are my only opinions about it. Really, um, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't want to get specific. Yeah, I understand um, what you're saying. So, 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll yeah. see yeah. there. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. Um. So, that's my opinion on that one. Okay. Eddie, what about you? Because, I mean, it's not, not, oh, yeah, not just artists. I'll just use it, Beyonce, for example. But it's like other artists that that bring into like yeah. the whole black experience, but then people will say, "Oh, they're just using that to um, gain a dollar or whatever." But, but in fact, they are speaking out. If oh, yeah. did y'all hear about Bubba? But now I don't know his last name, but Bubba, the N- the NASCAR guy, like he used his platform to do the Black Lives Matter, and now, like today, I think they just announced that he's not going to be um, racing with Richard Petty anymore. Oh. And I don't know where that's coming from. Okay. But I I kind of feel sorry for him just a tad, but I don't know. So does that mean that he's not part of NASCAR anymore? I'm not really sure, but he was really bold for using his platform to protest. Yeah. I mean, and he did it silently. He just wore a mask, but like that, just wearing the Black Lives Matter mask in a NASCAR uh uh, scene was so strong and it really it changed NASCAR. Yeah. NASCAR is trying to um diversify themselves. Um but I feel like dang like now I, I don't know if he's gonna be racing for someone else or what's gonna happen. But before then I didn't even know who a bubble was. <laughs> you know, I really didn't. Right. I didn't know who Bubba and I'm not saying yeah. that he used I don't think he knew what he was doing. I don't think he said, "Ooh, let me let me do this so I can become more well known." Right. It just happened that it, it just happened that way because that's how God works. God works in mysterious ways. He does things like that sometimes, but um, it kind of like it just changed NASCAR forever. Possibly like this is the yeah. turning point of NASCAR. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to. I, I mean, I just want to say that because I heard that on the news today about him. Oh, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't I, either. I that. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that is interesting, though. Um, yeah. but yeah, to add to what you're saying about um, well, what we're talking about, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I feel that people, um, people are doing these songs and stuff. Um, to shine light on uh, like being black or whatever, pro-black or the movement or whatever. I feel like they're doing it in good intentions, but at the same time, I mean, you think about it. <laughs> ain't, ain't no artist just going to do a song and be like, I'm just going to throw this money away. I'm not looking <laughs> at this as an opportunity. No! if it's a, I, I mean, I feel like they're they're looking at it as an opportunity. I, yeah, an opportunity. I'm That's here true too. to make money. I'm not just going to be like, well, today, I don't want to make any money, so don't y'all send me no money <laughs> for this because I'm just doing it for the moon. Nah, you're doing it because it's, it's going to spark something. Yeah. It's going to spark. You're doing it for the people and you're doing it for yourself. Some people might just be doing it for themselves like, Hey, I can get if I can get these people looking at this, they'll get on my side and start listening nah, to my other true. music and stuff. But no, I, I, I feel that way. That's true. I'm sorry, I'm just amping you on. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like I feel like it's a little bit of both. Like 
they wouldn't necessarily do it if they didn't think it was going to be. I, I, some people it's do it. It's not genuine I, sometimes. Yeah, it's not completely genuine. I'm gonna say, right. I'm going to say not completely so, genuine. Like, for example, have y'all noticed, like, every time something big happens, like, one of the, uh, like, George Floyd um, passed away and everybody's wanting to draw George Floyd picture. Yeah. I feel a certain type of way about this. Sometimes, I mean, I'm not saying not to do that because that could be their way of healing. Like, I think um, the big poster that we saw at his funeral, um, a child, like a, a high school student had drawn that. You know, I think that's great, you know. Um, but I just, me personally, I feel a certain type of way about myself doing it. I'm not saying other people can't do it. I just, I personally don't like, I don't want to do that for myself. Right. Know? Um, like uh, when um, Kobe Bryant passed away, that all these artists want to do all these Kobe Bryant pictures, and it does help um, heal the soul, and it's a way. But some people are just doing it because, and they they'll hashtag Kobe Bryant. You know, like they're just using it for clout. Yeah, and I don't like that. I do anything for clout. <laughs> <laughs> that clout chaser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I, I, I understand completely what you're saying. Like some people is, it's like you can't necessarily tell. Like, but some people are genuinely, oh man, this is bad. Let me speak out about it. But some people are like, oh, I'm trying to get some views. So I, this is what's going on. This is where some tension is at. Oh, let me post something about that. Then people's gonna be talking about it. right. What they what they say? Yeah, they do that on what they say. Any um, any, any publicity, publicity is, is good, good publicity. publicity. Yeah, yeah, but that is true though. No, I was just thinking about on TikTok. There's a lot of uh, men that are doing these um, like non um, African American men making TikToks about how beautiful black women are. Yeah, and um, but some of them, but but they're not dating them though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not showing up in their real life, but they're making these videos because they just want some likes. They know that all the black women are gonna like it, so that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny, you know. So a lot of people are like not entertained by by people doing that. But sometimes we gotta stop thinking so negatively um, and just enjoy the moment. Sometimes, like you really never will know somebody's true motives behind like their creative work. So just take it for what it is. If it makes you feel good, hey, it makes me feel good. <laughs> That's true. Oh, go ahead. To to go back to this is off subject, <laughs> but <laughs> but to go back to talking about George Floyd, um, how like y'all y'all heard. They was talking about something about I don't I don't know what else happened, but they was talking like they would they was gonna I think they arrested the guy and he's in jail or whatever. But that it was like talks about releasing him because they were saying that George Floyd died from the drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, did y'all hear anything about? I that? heard a little bit about it, but no, I haven't really heard. But my thing is, I was like. I was at work and we was listening to this uh, Hispanic station and I heard him say George Floyd and this guy was like listening and I was like, what'd they say? And I misunderstood what he said. He was like, I thought he said they're releasing the guy that like 
killed George Floyd, like the guy that was arrested for like killing George Floyd. I was mad. So I was like, <laughs> and then, but then another guy came in and was explained. It was like, nah, he didn't say that, but they was talking about he actually died from the like the drugs in the system. But it sparked something in me. I was like, wait a minute. So they're basically saying this man would have died anyways because he had drugs in his system. It had nothing to do with the guy's knee on his neck. That, he didn't die because that knee was on his neck. He died because the, the drugs was in the system. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but that kind of that kind of makes me mad inside. Yeah. Like, Maybe he did was on drugs, but that's not why he died. I mean, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like I do. He might, he probably would not have died that day. My, that's just my thoughts. Exactly, so, that's how I feel and, too. But like, I heard people talking, like people talk junk about drug addicts, and it's it's just crazy to me. I'm. I'm not I'm I'm not a person that delves into stuff like that, but I feel for people that that go through drug addiction and stuff. Because I'm like, not saying that that was him, but that's what they were saying. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, I'm putting myself in like, I'm putting myself in like the man's in George Floyd's mother shoes like. I couldn't imagine that being my son or my daughter and just seeing that. And then like, even if, I mean, even if your family member, let's just call it, say it's a family member. Even if your family member is on drugs, you love them. So I think yeah. people should just put, put themselves in the other people's shoe and be like, if that was my son, would I feel the same way I feel about it, like literally, think of that as being your kid. It, I mean, I ain't trying to dive into that too much, but I'm like, I'm sitting here right now, like almost like wanting to cry a little bit because I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like for for people to just be like, uh, like it's still people talking about it. I see posts on Facebook, tr- people trying to be funny, like and stuff, saying um, he dr- died of a, a drug overdose, this and that. He would have died anyway. So what would y'all? What y'all ranting stuff for, man? That's crazy. Right. That's just so crazy. It is. Well, I say it is. I like. Um, I have to protect my brain. You know, right. uh, during all this, uh, the COVID and then the um, racial injustice thing. See, I've been. Um, all of this is not like the racial thing. That's this stuff is not new. It's stuff that we were right. raised knowing about. It's just a part of like I'm being an American like it's ingrained in our society so it's not like something new but it's new to other people because they didn't know it existed because they didn't have to know about it Uh (laughs) but uh we've been taught this stuff all our lives like it's always been uh just a part of it's nothing new like you know what I mean so um I just think that some people are ignorant and I really especially like with Facebook and stuff I have to like I don't even go on Facebook like that anymore because I just surround my stuff with things that I like, um, things that, that bring me happiness. Um, 
I do stay. I do watch new the news sometimes because I think okay, you want to be you don't want to be ignorant and not know what's going on in today's world. But at the same time, as far as like we, people are losing friendships, people are losing relationships because of the ignorant things that people are saying. And knowing me, I'm gonna say something, and so I just learn. Sometimes I don't have to say some say anything. I just I'm just gonna be quiet because I I can't change these people's minds. Like their mm-hmm. parents, their great great grandparents, like this is how they are, and so um, that you can't change nobody's mind. Only thing you can do is live your life and let your light shine, and hopefully, uh, and I don't want to have a conversation with you. Like, no, there's the whole internet for you to look up and to do some research. You can come visit our church. Our church starts at um at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't have time to uh, educate you on stuff that, you know, because they want to have a conversation with you yeah. about it so they can say something to get under your skin. Yeah, right. I don't have time for that. You got to pay me to get um get the knowledge, okay? That's true. I'm not having a conversation. I'm not about to sit and have no conversation with you about it. No, <laughs> not for free. You can give me a dollar or two and then I, we can talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are but, but, no, I'm serious. Yeah, because, pay, pay me for my opinion. I'll give it to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it gets under your skin and then they really just trying to get on your skin so you can react and so that you can be just another uh part of the issue or part of the problem. Yeah. Another But anyway, this has been a very look, you got two people look the wrong two people, Eddie and Carrie. <laughs> we can you should have known. Yeah, oh, we're going to be talking. But that's what I want to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. You might have to make you this a two-part. And we ain't done. That's not it. We got, oh, well, I've got one more question, unless y'all want to talk about something else. But my last question is, how have you been creating change through your art avenue or whatever, your art area? Well... I can just go ahead and start, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, if you're, some of you may be familiar with my work, some of you may not, but uh, I'm a plus size woman, mm-hmm. and I know I've 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 had a weight loss journey, but I'm still plus size, and um, I use my work to to uh, kind of motivate and to inspire other plus size women. Whether it's black or white, it doesn't it it doesn't matter the color of your skin. But I just want all women to feel confident and comfortable in being who they are. Um, I want young girls to feel empowered when they look at my work. Um, so that's I'm I'm I use my work to inspire women. And I know, like a lot of men, they're like, um, "Why are you always drawing women all the time?" Because that's what I like to do. It makes me feel good. I mean, who wants to? You want to represent men? yourself, like, not me. <laughs> right? I want to represent. Yeah, I want to represent what I like to represent. And and people sometimes um, look at my work and they see other things. Like I might draw nudity, but. Um, when we were born in the world, we were new. We didn't come in this world with clothes on. Right. And people like to look at the body as something sexual. But I'm more than that. My body is more than an object used for that. Right. You know? So when we can, um, when we're able, I use my work um, 
because I remember I lost a I lost a friendship that I really um cared about because of my artwork. Uh, she was like, I can't be I can't be friends with someone who's who's painting nudity. What? That's not of the Lord. I'm that's not of the Lord, but um the Lord created the body. So how is that not of the Lord when He created it? I mean, some people are so um sexualized. Yeah, that's what I was getting you know, ready to say. And when they see when they see a nude body, they're thinking nasty right. because of maybe how they were raised or whatever to cover their bodies a certain way. And but we need to see nudity. Like I said, the Sistine Chapel, that's a that's a, a, a church and it has nude nude figures all around right. it. So the body is so anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, but that's how I use my work. I use my work to inspire and to educate um, people in uh, of the plus size uh, body, and um, I just want people to love themselves, love who they are, um, whether big or thin. But you know, I'm leaning more of the, on the bigger side because I'm big, right? And that's how I create. I create big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, what about you? <laughs> You said, "How are we using our art?" Yeah, to create change. To create change. Yeah. Well, right now, I'm not using my art for nothing. <laughs> I'm letting it. Uh, I'm, Eddie. I'm letting it sit. I'm letting it. Um, I'm letting it sit. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: Does your art? <laughs> do you think your art creates change, or could create change if you did? Yeah. Well, I, I was about to add it there. I wasn't just gonna say it, but yeah. Um. I feel like my art does create change and it it I feel like it puts something in people that makes them like wanna I don't know how to explain it, like wanna change, mm-hmm. like feel feel they feel good during the when when I'm playing or whatever, they enjoy the music and they feel it and it just takes their mind off of negativity, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Eddie, can I add something? Like, something's in my spirit right now. But y'all know <laughs> oh, that song, man. What Is This? Uh, what is this? Is this? <laughs> 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 yeah, it yeah. makes me feel good right now. <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever it is. <laughs> it just won't let me. Hello, my peace. <laughs> it won't let me hold my peace. That's what music does for you. Yeah, that's true. Right. You know, it moves the spirit. And it does bring that joy, Eddie. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that look, that song was ringing in my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you could, good. Oh, uh, but, but yeah, it just, I don't know. I need to get back in it. And once I get back in, because, Music when I play it, it makes me it relaxes me. I'm like, why do I? Not, why am I not doing this anymore? I just fell out of it, so to speak. But don't let that. I know that. But look, so you create and like when I create, it releases something. Me too. In, me too. You know me too. And, and it's a, like a therapy. It is. You understand? It is. So. It's not just about the end product that's important. It's the process yes. that's also important. Because some people like to um, put emphasis on how much time somebody created on a drawing or a painting. Like, they always want to know, how long did it take you to do that? 
look, it doesn't matter about how much time. For me, my best work has been created in, a, in like a three hours or two hours. It doesn't have to take me uh, two weeks to do because see, it's some uh, energy that, like that energy, that energy, that spirit within us. You know, that's something that you can't pay for, and that connection that you make when you're creating art—that's priceless. That's true. And it doesn't matter about how much time it takes you to create something, but it's that spiritual connection, and it helps us, and it makes us feel good inside. So, Eddie, look, do it for yourself. Yeah. You know, because it'll make yourself yeah, feel right, right. feel good, and when you make yourself feel good, you're gonna make feel others feel good. Look, they want you out there now. <laughs> I'm gonna look for a post on Facebook soon. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be one. But but I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell y'all this. Another reason, like a main reason, why I stopped playing, and y'all might already know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's because my best friend passed. Right. My be- my yeah. my musician friend. That was a major hit for me. I'm just gonna let, be honest with you. Yeah. That was right. one major hit for Eddie Jones. Right. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it was. But yeah, like, um, and that's another influence. Uh, another one of my influences. If it, it, I know, yeah. I know y'all know him, Jamie Parsons. Mm. He was a major musical uh, inspiration to me and a major help. Right. Yeah. A major help. Um, but yeah. But yeah, like. Um, um, just I lost my train of thought, but yeah, um, I was gonna say this though, Eddie. Like, it's okay to um, this actually, this is a perfect time for you to take a break too, because God kind of like giving you a break because we're not in church, we're not right, really, right. it's not you know, so take this time to heal, like, it's okay, um, to do that, like, if and it's okay. Because and God is kind of like giving you that time right now, based off of everything that's going on, you know. So take this time to heal. You don't have to jump in there, but when things open back up, you be ready though. Right. You know what I'm saying? So take the time to heal. It's okay to take this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm good. I'm just saying. It's just that's what it was, and because. We we was at like I was I was putting together a, like a concert that I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you was talking about that concert. <laughs> yeah, you it was. was. Yeah, it was gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. I'm still gonna do something. You know, but to. it's like you know things have kind of changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. Like you ever be sitting, you ever be sitting there and thinking to yourself, you'd be like, it was a um. It was a Smokey Norfolk song. He's talking about something. He want to see his name in lights. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I be having visions in my mind of like, man, just going somewhere and seeing your name up there. And it's like, people's coming to see me. And like I said, like I was saying before, like, not trying to be cocky and you know, like, oh, I'm going to see my name in lights one day. Y'all just <laughs> like, nah, it's more like, um, that that would be nice to be able to see that, you know what I mean? To be able to know, wow, yeah. people are appreciating me so much that now my name is up there. Right. But it ain't. I mean, yeah. It, like it ain't just about me. It's about like the presence I bring uh, with my music and everything. So. Uh, 
aspire to uh, have my art hanging in a, like a major museum or a gallery. I mean, that's that because that's the ultimate like, okay, like, um, you know, not that I made it, but okay, you know, that's like the ultimate. So um, I feel like uh, I think that's natural to want, you know, I think that's natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like I want to see my, I want to see my name in lights one day. Like people's coming to see me. Like I'm a put- what what they call it, world renowned, right? Sa- saxophonist. Yeah, like that would just yeah. that would just sound good in front of my name, y'all. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to share a, a story right quick, and it, okay. and I'm not gonna say nothing else after this, okay? <laughs> okay. But you know, Tim Bra- what's his name? Tim Brady is that his name? Or the Brady guy, um, Tom Brady. It does Tom Brady. Is that is it Tom Brady? The football player. The black guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> the black guy. No, the black. <laughs> the black guy on on the game show. Um. Oh, um. No, it's uh, isn't it? I know who you're talking about. Why can't I think of his name? Okay, Austin, I, you know his name. I don't know. Tim Brady. It's Brady. It's um, Brady. Oh, Wayne Brady. It's Wayne Brady. Brady. Wayne Brady, like I love his story because he was like always talking about how he was like the awkward, the awkward, you know, black kid or whatever, or the awkward black guy, you know, and um, he wanted to be like an actor. Um, and so like he never really felt like what he was doing was good enough. But then one day, like, cause he was just a game show host, but then he turned around and one day he like really thought about it. He was like, you know what? I might not be acting on in a major movie or whatever, but I have a job that I'm acting every day. I'm bring, I'm bringing joy. I get to sing. Mm-hmm. I get to do all this. You know, because sometimes it might not be that you being on that big screen in the big major movie, but see what God has for you is for you. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So everybody's not meant to be on a certain platform, but that just means that you have to really like let God lead your creative journey. Like sometimes, for example, I might I don't necessarily uh, go seeking opportunities to like put my artwork. Uh, people come to me and say, "Hey, we want mm-hmm. you to be in a show." Like God continually opens doors for me, and I feel like as long as we stay um, focused and grounded in God, mm-hmm. like faith, like He's gonna direct our path because He's the one that gave us the gift in the first. That's place, true. That's know? true. Right. I agree. So Eddie, oh. your name's gonna be out there. God's gonna get you there. Yeah. Yes. Sure. To add to what you was... Hello. Go ahead. Oh, it was like a some commotion. But to add to what you were saying about uh, Wayne Brady, we figured out his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, like I seen this thing on Facebook where Ty Tribbett was like, um. What do you call it when you're like saying something about your past and stuff? Like you're, you're. Uh-huh. I'm. He was basically talking about back when he was in school. I'd be trying to come up with like elaborate words to right. say, like. But he was talking <laughs> about back when he was in uh-huh. school. He used to get picked on because he had big teeth. Right. You know? Tell me what I mean. That's 
Y'all might not know, but that spoke to me. Because I, mm-hmm. I used to get picked on. Like, people used to pick on me about my teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And I was like, I felt kind of discouraged. I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, why you picking on me about something that's beyond my control? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is what it yeah. is. And then I was like, this, this is kind of funny. But I said this to myself right one time. I was like, you remember the, um, what was it? The, um, the Big Bad Wolf? Mm-hmm. And what's the girl? Right around here. Yeah, y'all, y'all remember that story? Like, yeah, always, she'd be like, "Mine, what big teeth you have?" <laughs> yeah. and be like, to, the better the eat you right. get. But I'd be like, "Thank you, the better to play the saxophone." <laughs> you know, right. I mean, I know that sounds funny, but I used to, I said it to myself a couple times and laughed. I'm like, mm-hmm. and like people used to pick on me. I used to get picked. I ain't gonna say people used to like boldly come up to my face and like pick on me, but when I used to carry my saxophone, people used to point and laugh. Okay. And I'm and this is something y'all that people might not know. I used to, I felt uncomfortable carrying my saxophone home to practice. A lot so of I kids pra- go through that. Mm-hmm. A lot of but, kids go through yeah. that. Yeah. But listen, I so I practiced as much as I could during class. And it, I feel like that. May, I mean, I don't know if that made me better, but I like crammed it in during class and was like focusing during class. But I'm like, I ain't gonna take my saxophone home. This is the only time I got to practice. Yeah. So, so, so like, soon as I got in class, you know, everybody be talking and saying, I be looking at that board, like the teacher. Um, what's this? I'm thinking about how Mr. Auburn, shout yeah. out, but he he put a rhythm on the board, everybody be talking. And I be in there, zoom, I focus right on that. I don't know if y'all remember on the drum line. That that mo- that movie spoke to me, even though it was about drums and not saxophones. But y'all remember when he was like looking and he could like break down the rhythm in his mind? Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of slow it down. Yeah. I mean it might sound crazy, but like I I pay attention, I'd be looking at that rhythm while everybody else is talking and I zone out what they doing over here and I be mm-hmm. doing that rhythm in my head. And then it it seemed like almost every time, if not every time, well at first he was like calling people out to play the rhythm. And then people be playing it and he'd be like close, close. And then I, one time I was like, I think I got it. And I played it. And he's like, that was perfect. So then after a couple times of that, he would just automatically call on me and be like, Eddie played this for the class because he knew I knew how to play it. Yeah. So I mean, so, I mean that just came to my mind. While we've been sitting here talking, like stuff been <laughs> to my mind. And I sorry, just thought sorry, about y'all. this too. Hey, but you remember uh your gift, what you're talking about? That's what got you a scholarship, Eddie. Okay, because right, you remember right. when we went to Central. Eddie, yeah. So Eddie, um, so I went, I was, I've played a clarinet in the marching band at North Carolina Central University. And so <laughs> when Eddie was a freshman or um, was about to graduate high school, I got him a interview with the band director at North Carolina Central University. And I remember he went in his office and he played, he had to sight read some music for him. And so his, his, his knowledge of music and being able to like play 
that's what got him a scholarship to go to college, North Carolina Central University. March right, right, right. That's good. And, and to add to what you just said, I don't know if you remember, but I had I had on that one of them jean outfits. <laughs> and, Not a jean outfit. You know, you know the jean outfits we was we was wearing back then. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> and I, I almost want to say it was like the one with the, the like the what, what, like my mom would say the <laughs> the one with like, the, um, it was like the cross lines and stuff on. Uh huh. And I maybe I just felt this way, but it was like people was looking at me like I felt like people was looking at me like that dude can't play, you know? Like I just felt I, people was looking at me. I might look stupid, but I. People was looking at me, but it might have just been like I was walking by and they looking at me. It ain't nothing like. Yeah, I'm that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they was like looking at me like that dude can't play, and I went in there and like played like my heart out. You know. What yeah, I mean, and you, I mean, it wasn't necessarily for the scholarship. I played. Cause well, I mean, you didn't know he was going to get the scholarship. He just yeah, gave yeah. it to you because <laughs> he was that good. <laughs> yeah. 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 But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that felt good. Yeah, yeah, all these memories. <laughs> I know, got us on it. We got a two-hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Shorten this. <laughs> and a, another person I was thinking about when he was talking about um, what's his name, <laughs> Wayne mm-hmm. Brady, is William McDowell. I don't know uh, who it is. The guy oh, yeah, I know you talking about. I don't know him. I know who you talking huh? about. I don't know him. I give myself away. Oh yeah, okay, that's that, that, that <laughs> But anyway, speaking of not sounding good, he always thought he couldn't sing. Mm. But he be singing, you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, he said something. He he did a um, um testimony talking about how he used to go to the club and stuff. He used to go to the club and one time he went. Uh, no. He was in college and he went to the club, but somebody was there and they, they, they looked at him and said, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Right. You should just go home. And like, part of him was like upset, but then he was like, something told that person to tell me that. And he was, he had already thought to himself, he felt out of place doing that. And then he like, like went home and was, uh, I don't know if he went home that night and started like, doing music or whatever, but he ended up doing music, but within himself, he always thought he couldn't sing, but people loved to hear him sing, but he, he just always was like, he had that feeling in his in his mind, like, I can't sing. I don't know why people think I can sing, because yeah. I don't feel like I can sing, but then people liked him and gave him the confidence to keep going, Yeah. now he's where he is. I think that says a lot, too, about, um, like, with my students at school, a lot of them, um, like, as artists, sometimes uh, we, especially the non-performing artists, uh, sometimes we may be a little shy, um, especially when it comes to, like, speaking about our work or um, just an introvert, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of things... um, the ones that make it though the ones that make it are the ones that are confident you know and but it's something that we have to like we have to continuously like be in our brains and we have to always like talk to ourselves talk to god like and always remember like you are worth it 
you know, God gave you this gift and you might not sound like this, but you, you have, I think of like Fantasia, right? right? Fantasia like was on that, on the American Idol, man. Her voice sounds so unique and odd, but like, look what, look what happened on the show. She actually won with her unique voice and her, and she Mm -hmm. always talk about her big lips and she had, she didn't have any confidence, but look at, look at God, look what he did in her life. And again, and listen, and when God has something for you, like nothing can stop you from achieving it. That's true. Because even though she, all these things, people talk about her, um, her career kind of didn't go in the way it, it was supposed to go, but um, nonetheless, look at her now. You know, she's still, she's, to me, I feel like this is the best. She she might not be in on the, um, the you know, in the biggest of arenas, but she's doing her and she's happy and she's making mm-hmm. music, you know? So, um, <clears throat> It's just a journey that we have to take. We just have to always constantly like make sure that we uh stay grounded and remember who we are and whose we are. You yeah, know? that's true. I'm talking about myself now. I'm talking to myself when I'm speaking. I'm mm-hmm. talking, it sounds like I'm talking about other people, but I'm talking about myself. <laughs> like sometimes sometimes yeah, sometimes you get discouraged or like me, I'm 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 an introvert and an extrovert. I'm both. But sometimes when I'm in public I get really shocked. I do too. So I do too. um yeah, and so then I might want to run and hide in a corner, but um, sometimes you gotta just put on that coat of confidence and uh, you know, yeah, and just walk and it's like and remember who you are and um, like that song I posted on my um that my mom used to sing to me when I was little. It was like um, she what is it? I hope you dance. Yeah. So when you get the opportunity, I hope you dance. Mm-hmm. Um. And not like run into the little, and not run in the corner and hide. Mm-hmm. But when you get the opportunity, be ready and um, and do your thing, and don't worry about what other people are gonna say and stuff. Because all of that is 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 negative energy yeah. trying to hold us back from what God has designed for our lives. Right. So that's all I have to say for tonight. On that. Hey. This is yeah. funny. It just came to my mind too. <laughs> this 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 might have to be a two part. But anyways, <laughs> I I remember gro- you remember growing up like mama them used to say you better not go down here and show out in front of these mm-hmm. people. <laughs> and ironically, ironically, when I when I started playing my saxophone and like got good at it, like and we tell my mama, hey, I'm about to go play at this church. She be like, "Hey, go out, go over there and show out." And it makes sense. <laughs> the like, opposite she of say, what you said. Go down there and show out. But now she's saying, "You better go down there and show out." <laughs> <laughs> like, That's funny. Okay, okay. Ooh, I'm going out there. I'm going to show out too. Show That's... up and show out. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was cute. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole time we were talking, I just kept. Bringing, you know, y'all kept putting other stuff in my mind that I was thinking about and that had me thinking about other stuff. So I was like, I'm telling you, everybody always say my mom. Our, so if anybody don't know, me and Eddie we're cousins. So um, our parents always say, yeah. Eddie and Carrie, they just alike. <laughs> 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 and yeah, it's true yeah. because we be all, look when we get together, <laughs> our creative mind. 
her creative minds just be just a good one. Yeah, y'all remember me saying we all three need to get together. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. But we're doing it. And we should. And we should. Right. As we should, (laughs) period. (laughs) Okay. I ain't ain't going to put my ideas out on the podcast. Yeah, don't tell nobody your ideas. This is going to be a. Yeah. I got an idea. I got some ideas. I always have some ideas, but it's just doing. I know because that's what that's what makes me, you, and I unique. We we think of ideas. We have some ideas now. I'm always thinking. I mean, not necessarily like music ideas, but I, my mind is always thinking, and I be like jotting down little stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, my mind don't don't stop thinking. I'm mind don't I can I share some let me share one thing with you and this is I'm not gonna say anything else. I said I wasn't gonna say anything else all good. But look on my job sometimes um like I have a team, we have a team on my job. I you know, I'm a teacher or whatever. And sometimes like I didn't necessarily um sometimes I feel like okay, I can't contribute to the group. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm just an art teacher, I can't contribute much. But one thing that I am infamous, well, I, I said the word wrong, I am known for is my ideas. Like whenever <laughs> they always say, um, if you can, y'all, they'll throw something out there and they'll say, um, does anybody have any ideas? They already know Miss Noble's gonna have some ideas. And so I feel like, me being creative and my ability to see like the bigger picture and bring ideas, uh-huh. you know, that's priceless. And that's where I fit in, you know. So sometimes we might think, oh, well, I'm not good enough or I might not, you know, but everybody has a gift that they can bring to the table. And everybody is uh, unique and special mm-hmm. in their own way and um, never feel like you're less than right. because, um, Everybody has a purpose in a, for their lives. So I just feel like those ideas that we have, like some people, they can't see past what's in front of them. They really have a problem with. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Tea Time with Austin. And I hope you enjoyed everything. Follow me on my Instagram at Tea Time with Austin, and I will see you next time for more juicy tea. Bye.